What's going on, world? Welcome to my podcast. It's just different with Ty, where I talk about sports, social, political issues, you name it, everything under the sun. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel and please leave all comments section below. Also hit the notification bell so you can be updated on all the newest, latest videos because I'm coming with that heat. All right. If you want to come on here and have a debate with me, I may entertain it pending what it is, but you better come correct because I ain't going to play no games. All right. So with that said, let's talk about today. Today is the national holiday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it's a day that a lot that most black people, all black people celebrate. But I want to talk about how the perception of how he's seen today by the media, by the government is not really how they looked at him then and even by some of his own people. So let's get into that. Welcome to It's Just Different with your host, Ty. So today is a national holiday for Dr. Kick, all right? And it's a national holiday that we celebrate. I just think that there's a lot of things that people may not know. There's a lot of things that people may know about the times of doc, uh, the times in life of uh, Dr. King and other things. Uh, first, I want to start off by saying that I, although I, I feel he, he definitely deserves this holiday, it is a mockery for the government to act like as if they were for Dr. King, knowing they weren't, knowing that they played a part in his assassination. It's already out there. It's been out there before it even went to trial in 1998 and 99. Um, a lot of people knew that the government played a part in his assassination. And I'm going to get right into that right now. So 1998 and 99, there was a trial where someone who had played a part and the conspiracy to assassinate Dr. King. Um, he talks about all the different entities that played a role, FBI, CIA, the United States military, um, Memphis uh, Fire Department, Memphis Police Department, uh, Tennessee Mafia, the Tennessee Mafia conspiring with the government, with the military, with the police to assassinate Dr. King. Um, and some people within Dr. King's organization. Now, some people, I, and I think on there, that there are some people allege that even um, Jesse Jackson had a part to play with it. I, I think, I'm not sure, allegedly, I think his name was said in there, forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, and the person who spoke, who had a part in it, I can't, again, I can't forget it. But there's a book by William F. Pepper called An Act of State. It's a must read book. I have it. I read it twice. I haven't read it in over 20, no, 10 years. He also wrote a book uh, called, uh, uh, what was it? The Plot to Kill Dr. King. And great books to read, great books to have. So there were people within Dr. King organization that also played a part in it because they did not like him. I know he's revered and he it, it makes it seem as if the government love him and 
his his church congregation, a lot of people loved him, but a lot of them did not like him. They felt he was being too radical, especially when he met up with Malcolm X. I don't know if you know that. They I know there's a famous picture of them meeting once, but they had secret meetings when Dr. King was in jail um, down south. And I believe Dr. King's wife contacted Malcolm X and they talked and she asked if if, if Malcolm X would help his, uh, her husband. And, and uh, he said yes. And they were talking a lot. A lot of people didn't know that the FBI knew that because they were tapping the CIA knew that because they were tapping their phones. Uh, um, but they had conversations and then you started to see a shift in Dr. King's approach, you know, from everyone, the, the famous, uh, I have a dream speech in 1963, I believe it was right. It was 1963. Yeah. To, um, if you get in 1967, and 68, his whole demeanor started, his whole speech started to change. It was, you know, um, 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 I feel like I'm integrating my peoples into a burning house. So he started to wake up and feel that maybe integrating wasn't the probably best thing for black people in America. You know, um, that may take away a lot of things that we are trying to achieve and a lot of things that we had in our communities. Or just trying to even work with uh, white supremacy is probably a bad idea. Uh, he even said, a "Quote son about when when we feel pain, we make y'all feel pain. Not maybe in the physical sense, but maybe in the sense of economics and different things like that." So he he's definitely started to change. And one thing about the FBI, and one thing about the government back then, and I still believe it, it's the rule now where. Um, Edgar Hoover came up with something basically saying that uh, we must stop the rise of a messiah black person that, you know, that can electrify and unify the people. So anybody that had a movement, anybody that was charismatic, anybody that can speak up against the power structure and, you know, again, had a plan and action and ready. They were considered a threat because now you no longer want you and your peoples to be oppressed. And that was a problem for United States government. So anybody that had that, they had to get rid of them. We've seen that with Dr. Martin Luther King, with uh, El uh, Hodge Malik Shabazz, better known as you know Malcolm X, H. Uh, Rap Brown, all these great leaders, revolutionary leaders were just taking out at some point. Um, if it wasn't by assassination, it was by false imprisonment, you know, and there were people in. Even even the NAACP. They were against Dr. King at that time. Now it's looked at as. You know, he's the man, he's great and they celebrate him just like the government, I think it's a smack in the face, it's mockery for you to assassinate this man and then say, well, we want to give him a holiday to acknowledge how much he tried to bring the country together. He definitely deserves a holiday. He deserves a whole year probably, but to have someone who's, you know, responsible for that, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I find it mind boggling, you know, but, um, once another thing that I want to talk about is, and this might be off the topic a little bit. Some people may agree to disagree. But I think for black people, you know, we look at 
all these different other from a religion aspect, right? We look at all these different people in the Bible or in the Quran or whatever you believe, whether if it's you're Christian, you're, you're Christian, um, Islam, Catholic, Judaism, there are beliefs that black people believe in and certain people where these people lived thousands of years ago and the life that these people had uh, lived is what made them special and made them the, uh, the, uh, the, the chosen one, the anointed one, right? And we base our whole, found, our whole foundation is set around these uh, biblical uh, religious figures that we may or may not even know actually even existed, right? But here we have a leader like Dr. Martin Luther King who put his life on a line just like these other religious uh, people, um, prophets, anointed ones. He knew he was going to die. Dr. King knew he was going to die just like these other religious prophets, right? He was coming back for his people. He wanted to save his people. Dr. King got betrayed by his own people. But yet, we don't really hold Dr. King in the same regard or Malcolm X. We don't hold these great black men that we are at. That, again, I wasn't alive when, when, when they were assassinated, but my mother was alive. My father was alive. My grandparents, well, they actually could see them like, you know, it's not like someone is telling them a story from something to thousands of years and you just got to believe it. You just got to have faith to believe. Nah, you they actually seen Dr. King, you know. Um, so my thing is. I feel we should hold these people in the same high regards. Dr. King, Malcolm X, you know, all these great revolutionaries that came and try to save their people and put their life on the line, knowing that they was going to die just to get us out of oppression. They knew that they all knew they were going to die. But that was the price that they wanted to pay, that they knew they had to pay to try to free African people. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. And again, agree to disagree, you know, um, now they're an ancestor, right? Dr. King's an ancestor now. And what I feel since he's passed, there hasn't been another uh, activist to that level, to that magnitude that was able to pick up from where he left off at and to carry the torch fully. You know, Dr. King was assassinated in 1968. There really hasn't been someone after that to just pick up the torch and say, all right, come on. So we have to now connect with the ancestor because he's now an ancestor and try to find out where can we pick up from that, you know, and how and those different things. Again, y'all can agree to disagree, agree to disagree. It is your right. But I just feel that uh, Dr. King should be revered and 
way more than what he is now. And stop letting these schools teach our kids that Dr. King just only wanted integration and that's all he was about and everybody loved him and because that's not the reality. We got to teach our kids the true history and what's really going on. So thank you guys for watching. Um, it's just different with Ty. Again, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel and, you know, hit the notification uh, bell. All right. So until the next time, peace and love.